if the church ran the government, if the church, all the churches in the world were in charge of like the U.S. states and like their laws and stuff, it would still be so divided. Just like it's like Republican Democrats, you know, here in the U.S. We are so divided in this country over things like abortion, over gay rights, and over, um, you know, taxes and other things for sure. Hej, mit navn er Laura Mikkelsen, og jeg har lavet den her podcastserie kaldet Bibelklubben om sex kristne piger fra det amerikanske Midwest. Og som dansk studerende mødte jeg dem på mit udvekslingsophold i byen Springfield i staten Illinois. Jeg havde nok forestillet mig min udveksling en smule anderledes, end den endte med at blive. Jeg havde tænkt vilde collegefester, kæmpestore sportsevents og en masse spændende studenterforeninger. Hvad jeg ikke havde forestillet mig, var, at jeg ville ende med at blive en del af en bibelklub der fandt sted hver torsdag. Jeg må indrømme, at i starten var jeg lidt skeptisk, men så fandt jeg ud af, at den her bibelklub handlede om meget mere end at læse Bibelen. Det var nemlig også et sted, hvor de her unge piger de kom hen for at dele ud af deres frustration i forhold til lektier, syge familiemedlemmer og verdenssituationen. I denne podcast vil du møde de her kristne college-piger, der har opgivet at følge samfundets normer og standarder og nu kun følger Guds ord. De har været deres at kæmpe med, men til fælles har de Bibelklubben. I det sidste afsnit her, der skal vi møde lederen af Bibelklubben, nemlig Anna. Gennem min tid som medlem af Bibelklubben, der fik jeg øjnene op for, hvorfor det er, at nogen vælger at blive troende. I stedet for de her selvhjælpsbøger og psykologsamtaler, så bruger de her piger altså Bibelens ord som en guide til at stå op om morgenen, selvom det kan føles hårdt eller meningsløst en gang imellem. Og det er jo godt, at man kan bruge tro på den måde. For mig er der bare stadig en elefant i rummet, nemlig politik. Alt det, som mange troende og ikke-troende er splittet omkring, og også troende imellem, der var spurgt Anna ind til et par af de her emner, nemlig abort og homoseksualitet. Anna hun skal nu fortælle om, hvorfor hun går ind for pro-life, altså det, man er, når man er imod abort. I know a ton of Christians who are pro-choice. I know a ton that are pro-life. Um, I am pro-life. I, um, for a couple of reasons, I do believe that um, like life starts at conception. I think that it's scary for me for people to say that, oh, it's not really a baby yet, because I think that there is life there. And even like when it's the size of an acorn, you know, You can still hear a heartbeat within a couple of weeks and all these things. I do think that there is a baby there. I also think that um, I, I love the idea of women's rights and equality for women and all of that. And I think that there are some ways that society all around the world needs to like help women and improve women's like rights and that kind of stuff. But I do not think that this is a women's right simply because I think there is a new life there. And so I think it's the right of the child inside. So. I don't think it's a women's right, I think it's a human right, because I think every single human has the right to life. And then rape, I don't know if you're gonna ask me about that, but like people talk about like, um, what about if the woman is raped? 
horrible. Rape is literally horrible. And it's scary that it's even a thing. But um, because I do think that life begins at conception, I think the question is, like, why punish the baby for the crimes of the father? We don't even give rapists a life sentence. We don't even kill them. You know, in America, we don't have the death penalty for rapists or whatever. And no one else really in the, country, in the world does. So why give the th- neutral third party of the baby the death sentence? Like, to me, it doesn't make sense. And I know it's horrible. And if it really will just cause such an emotional strain for the mom to, like, look at her baby and, like, you know, relive all of that, then again, I think adoption. I think that... Um, that's also a picture of God turning something so horrible and ugly into something beautiful. Så Anna, hun er altså sikker af sin sag. Hun ser det at få en abort som det samme, som det at slå et lille barn ihjel. Når det så kommer til det her med at have en anden seksualitet end det at være heteroseksuel, så er hun lidt mere splittet. For hun har flere venner, der er homoseksuelle, men samtidig så er hun meget tro til, hvad der står i Bibelen. I'm not God, and I think God um, created people, and I think that you can read in his Bible, he, in, the, in his book, he does talk about homosexuality, and he does list it along with other sins, and I think sometimes there are things that something so lovely can be like perverse and twisted, but the good news is I have friends that are gay, I have friends that are lesbian, and I love them, and they're great, and I also am glad that I'm not God. I don't have to judge that. I don't have to figure out what do I do with that? What, you know, like I'm leaving that up to God and I'm trusting him because I know that he is just and he is in control and he is all powerful but also all wise and all knowing. There's so many churches out that out there that are like homosexuality is fine, love is love and all of that. And then there's some that are out there that say, but the Bible says this and the other church is like, yeah, we know it says that, but we're interpreting it differently, thinking that it means this. I do lean more towards the way that um, I I think that the Bible in that passage is taking it pretty literally saying like um, homosexuality is something that has been twisted in like just in our society and in our lives and whatever and um, I don't know I don't know the answers to all of this for sure but um, I lean more towards the idea that i personally, from my background, don't necessarily think it is the way God intended it. And I know that's like super unpolitically correct in many, many ways. So I do know that. But I also think God has grace and mercy and all of that. And I also think that he did create love. And um, so it is, it is a tricky topic. Så det Anna siger er, at lige meget om hun har nogle venner, der er homoseksuelle, så er det altså sidste ende Guds ord, hun følger. Og selvom hun måske ikke direkte er enig med, hvad der står i Bibelen, så tror hun på, at Gud ved bedst. Bibelklubben i Springfield, Illinois, er meget anderledes og meget langt væk fra især den danske tankegang. Men man kan ikke komme uden om, at tro er en kæmpestor del af mange menneskers liv, og også rigtig mange amerikaners liv. Og når det er så stor del af deres hverdag, så har det også stor betydning for politik og hvor man vælger at sætte sit kryds. Some people love when church and really think the church should be involved in politics, saying like that's how we can make this country better. Not saying we should rule the country, but like the church needs to have a voice in politics as well. 
And then some people are saying, no, we have to completely separate from politics completely because we're the church and we're not the state. I don't know. There's so many different mindsets out there. And there are so many different political views completely. We definitely had both Republicans and Democrats in our church. And some people would choose rather not to talk about it. Kind of like, oh, we're not going to talk about things that ring up controversy. But I really enjoy talking to people that do have different views than me and being able to rationally talk it out and not with it, not emotions flaring and people like getting angry at each other. Because then most people, especially already by our age, even though we're so young, already have made up their mind what they believe. And it will be so hard to change someone's mind already. It's so hard. So you can argue with them for hours. You can argue with them on Facebook for hours, which would do nothing, you know. But most people have already made up their mind. And so the only thing, not the only thing, obviously you can, I think that the biggest thing is learning from each other and listening to each other and seeing, you know, I've never thought of it that way. I still believe what I believe, but I see your point. I see your rationale. I don't personally believe it, but I at least understand why you do. Allerstørste religion i verden er kristendommen. Tro har været skyld i krig og undertrykkelse, men samtidig så er det også skabt håb og sammenhold. Og i kristendommen er der jo lige så stor uenighed, som der er medlemmer næsten. Men alligevel så bliver der holdt fast i det. Det virker en smule fremmed for mig som kulturkristen dansker, hvor den tætteste kirke på mig er Absalon på Vesterbro, der er lavet om til et forsamlingshus. Men efter at have snakket med de her piger i den her bibelklub, er jeg blevet lidt mindre bange for at, i hvert fald at tale om religion og spørge ind til det, jeg er uenig i og det, jeg ikke helt forstår. I am just so happy that this is not the only life I get to live. I think the world can be so horrible sometimes and so broken, but I think that it can get, um, I'm just so glad that this is not the end. I don't think when you die, you just die and cease to exist. I think that there is something later and I think that um, it can be great. And so I'm just excited to like have eternal life, living for Christ and knowing that Everything he does is for a reason and that he's so much greater than my problems and my difficulties and that um, he loves me no matter what and that he's my real hope and my real joy. This is the end, beautiful friend. This is the end, my only friend. Tak fordi du hørte med. Mit navn er Laura Mikkelsen, og det her det var podcasten Bibelklubben.